Welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about the full Monty from Love and Relationships, Sex, Health, Death, and Grief. This is your number one place for no bullshit, tough love advice. Life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. But it is fucked up and people are dumb. But that's how it's all meant to be. I'm Samara, and this is Perfectly Flawedcast. Welcome back to another day, another week, coming to you, kind of alive and sort of dead, from Basement Studio in Colorado. Yeah, so let's see, what's going on with me? Well, um, I guess the major thing has been like, I got to hang out with my group of high school friends. Yeah, I had this insular little group of about eight of us that uh, we were like best buddies all throughout high school. And so, some of them I was friends with when we were younger. And most of them I knew from the time I was in middle school or younger. And um, yeah, but I got to see them all together for the first time in a lot of years, a lot of years. And that was really fucking great. And the crazy part is that now some of us are parents. Yeah, one of my high school friends has a one and a half year old and the other one has a four month old baby. And it's just fucking wild, that transition, you know, to like suddenly my friends are running around after kids at a party and the kids aren't kids, they're babysitting. They're their own fucking spawn. Wild, just wild. I mean, I'm sure the transition into parenthood has been a little harder for them than it's been on me to watch them become parents. So, you know, I need to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. And it was just really, really nice to have this party. But, you know, the difficult thing about it is I have a level of social anxiety and also I'm an introvert. And while those two things are not synonymous necessarily... Most likely, if you have social anxiety, you're probably an introvert. And look, all that being an introvert means is that you're drained, you know, you're more energy drained after socializing than energized. And being an extrovert, obviously, you get energized from socializing. I definitely am the former, not energized at all. I mean, maybe a little bit in the sense that I'm like riding on some anxiety high after I leave a party, but then I feel like fucking drained and I crash. So yeah, I'm having a little bit of like post-socializing anxiety, oversharing anxiety. I just get fucking anxious that my big mouth didn't shut up enough and listen and that I said too many personal things to people that I haven't seen in a long time and I start to feel anxious about that. That's the kind of social anxiety I have. I do get sometimes anxious to get into a social situation but usually when I'm in it I'm pretty comfortable and confident but 
pre and post is where I struggle the most. Do you like that little rhyme? I've been thinking about my top tips for how to cope with social anxiety when you're at a party because, you know, I mean, while I say I'm usually confident at a party, there are situations where like, if I don't know anybody, I get kind of anxious. Like, what do I say? Who do I talk to? Etc. So my tips are how to socialize when you have anxiety and you're an introvert. They can apply to both, either or, whatever strikes your fancy. So here we go. So the first tip I'm going to give is this. Let's say you have a get-together party, work party, social party, whatever it is planned, and you're starting to feel anxious about it. The first tip I'm going to give is that you need to have some kind of conversation starters in your back pocket. That just makes it easier, you know? I know that when I go to a party, if I'm talking to somebody I absolutely don't know, I can talk about A, B, or C. And the same goes for if you're talking to somebody that you do know a little bit. But the main point is whether you do know or don't know them, it's always good to find like a common, a commonality between both of you that you can talk about. So what is the commonality that you have between yourself and any stranger you might meet at this party? If you're going to a work event, the commonality is you both work for the same fucking company. If you're going to an event at somebody's house or thrown by somebody you know, a wedding, what is the commonality you have? You both know the same fucking person. Or you're at an event and you literally can't think of anything you have in common except like we're both at the buffet. What do we have in common? We're both reaching for the cheese. So scenario, one scenario is like, oh, you work at this company. What do you do at this company? How long have you been working there? The next scenario is, oh, you know, Frederica. How long have you known her? When do you, how do you guys, how do you know her? The next scenario is, I guess you're not a vegan if you don't eat cheese. I'm not a vegan either. What else do you like to eat? You know, and some of these things can be planned. Like you can plan on saying to whoever you meet at your work party, things can come up spontaneously, you know, but in general, it's good to think about before you go to the party, what you might have in common with the people you're going to meet at this party and come up with some scenarios that might happen and what you might say to these people. And the next scenario is like, look, you're in a situation like me. I literally knew everybody at the party I was at. But it's still nice to think of things that I'm going to say to these people. And so, you know, put a little thought into whatever scenario you're going into. Think about the people who are going to be there, if, if that's something you're going to know. And think about what might I say to that person if I have a conversation with them. 
What do I have in common with them? How could I bring up something I'm interested in, something I know about them that they're interested in, etc. That's the first tip I have, and that's going to be helpful. Just be prepared. That can really help if you're socially anxious or if you're introverted even, you know. The next thing I'm going to say is that it's okay to be quiet, people. It's okay to be quiet. I have a hard time with this one because I actually like to fucking talk. I don't know if it's because I have ADHD and it's hard for me to listen and just sit there or whatever. I get bored just listening to people talk. I don't know. But whatever the reason is, sometimes I really have to remind myself that it's okay to not feel like I have to blah, blah, blah. And like a lot of times I'm at a party and I look around and there's other people sitting there listening, being quiet. And I'm like, yeah, you can be like those people, you dummy. You don't have to blah, blah your mouth all the time. It's not necessary. And in fact, the after when I'm reflecting on what I said to somebody, what I talked about, etc., I'm thinking, why couldn't you keep your fucking mouth closed for God's sake. Why did you have to say that thing? Why? And it kind of repeats in my head the scenario in which I said something. I'm like, God, was that an overshare? Is that person thinking of me negatively or thinking of me, you know, like, oh, that person is so stupid or I don't know, whatever. I'm just worried about what people are thinking because I have a tendency to overshare, no surprise. But honestly, I don't know about other people, but like, I love an overshare. I get off on an oversharer. I like somebody who's vulnerable. I don't go to parties to just make small talk. I love to talk to somebody who's actually willing to fucking share about their lives and what's really going on with them, not just service level bullshit. So I have to remind myself that because post-party, I'm worried that I've said too much, but the reality is people are feeling like they actually connected to me, you know? Vulnerability is endearing for God's sake. I just have to remind myself that. I love a vulnerable person, but when I do it, I, I feel like a vulnerability hangover. I feel like, oh my God, I said too much. I don't know. I think it's better to open up than it is to not open up. I don't even remember if I'm just talking to somebody about their boring ass job or some shit. Like, I don't give a shit about you. But if you're talking to me about like your family issues or something, I'm going to remember that shit. That's going to stick in my mind. That's going to be like a person I want to connect with. I don't want to connect with a person who's talking about their nine to five the whole time, for God's sake. Anyway, so let's say you've been to a party and you've talked about, you know, yourself. You've, you've opened up, you know, like I said, that can leave you a bit sort of hungover feeling even instantly. I mean, usually I get that feeling like, a day after or right after. But even at a party, you can say a lot that you that you didn't mean to say and then you can feel kind of like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, sort of like, eh, 
inside. You need to kind of refuel yourself. It's always good when you're at a party or a situation, a social situation you're uncomfortable in, to have somewhere where you can go to sort of refuel, to sort of regroup, so to speak. And a lot of times that's the bar, that's the food table, somewhere where you can do something and not look dumb just standing there, but be away from people and not be having conversation, you know? So either you go to the bar and you sit there for a little bit and you drink your drink, or you go to the food table and you find some food and you eat your food. A little regroup, a a little breather to take a deep breath, to remind yourself that everything is okay, everything is fine, but to not be actively in conversation. And sometimes for me, the regroup is actually, I don't have to go anywhere. I'm just sitting at my place, but I'm just being quiet. I'm just observing. I'm letting other people talk. I'm being okay with the stillness, with the quietness of the moment. Like I said, there's lots of people who go to parties who are mostly quiet. They just observe. They just listen. Sometimes regrouping is is as much as that. Quiet, still, listen. That's it. And then when you're ready, just dive back in. Another tip I have is like, sometimes it's really nice to have a person who's kind of, kind of your buddy when you're at a party. You know, maybe you invited somebody along, you invited your best friend to your work get together, you invited a friend to whatever party, or you're going to a party where your good friend is going to be at, and you just sit next to them and you talk as if, you know, you didn't see them yesterday. You just have a conversation. It makes you look social. And, you know, it should be reviving. And you can also stick to that person a little bit. I mean, I don't mean like cling on to them, you know, like a parasite, but you can you can be close to them sometimes, or you can use that as your, your refresher. Your regroup is to kind of g- gravitate towards that friend check in with them, see how it's going for them, you know? I don't recommend just like sticking to someone's side all the time, but to regroup with that person or to have that person to talk to, that's really helpful. It's just really nice to have somebody you're close to, you're comfortable with, that you can gravitate towards when, you, when you're kind of in a, a situation where you can't think of anything to say to anybody or you're feeling tired, etc. Okay, my next advice is that you need to have an out. I don't know about you guys, but like for me, my limit is like three hours and then I'm like, fuck, I want to tap out of this shit, you know? I want to tap out. I don't care how much fun I'm having, how interesting the conversation is. I just get tired after three hours. I'm like, this game needs to be over. And like sometimes I struggle with finding a valid excuse to get out of any situation. And sometimes it's not possible. But if possible, like go in with an idea of what your excuse is to get out of any situation. Or just be fucking honest. Like I am really tired. I need to go home. Sometimes that's enough. People who love and care about you are going to accept that. 
I don't know, if it's a more formal situation, then, then maybe you're obligated to stay longer and that sucks for you. And sometimes there's no way out of it. But if you can come up with a valid excuse or just like fucking snake out, you know, just fucking Irish goodbye this shit and get out. I'm working on this one because look, so July, I'm going to a family reunion slash 90th birthday party for my grandma in Indiana of all places, Dinky Town in Indiana. And I'm feeling anxious about it because like, I don't know, I might have to be spending like hours with family members. Hours. And that's a lot for me. Like I mostly need three hours and then I tap out and I take a break. Then maybe I can come back, but like three hours maximum. So I'm trying to figure out how to come up with some boundaries that I can set, you know, so I can get out of things if they're going to last longer than that. And part of my strategy is that I'm going to tell my dad who's going with me, the only family member I'm close to who's going to be there with me, that like, you know, this is my situation. This is my limit. I'm going to tap out after about three hours. Um, You know, you got to know that that's the situation you're dealing with and you can explain it to other people and I'll explain it to people. But like uh, three hours is my limit. Yeah, so I don't know. That's my main advice for this topic. I would say, you know, the only thing is like be present, be aware, be in your body, be aware of what you're putting out to the world and be confident in who you are, you know? You know, everybody goes into these social situations and they're usually thinking about themselves. And if you're in a social situation where like it gets kind of awkward, it's not your fault. If it got awkward, there's two to tango. No, there's somebody else in this situation that's making it awkward. So it's not really your fault. That's a good thing to remember. It's not really your fault. And as far as social anxiety is concerned, the biggest thing I'm going to say is that like, the only way you really overcome social anxiety, unfortunately, this is the hard, cold truth, is that the only way you really overcome social anxiety is that you gotta fucking do it a lot. And that sucks. That fucking sucks. If you're anxious about it, you don't want to do it all the time because it's draining, it's tiring, and it's causing you stress. But like the only way that you get used to socializing you're going to feel less anxious about it is if you do it. And I found like in times when I don't have opportunities to socialize, I worry about it more. And then, you know, when I feel a little bit more confident is usually when I'm doing it a lot. And then I don't care. And that sucks. That's, that's not something you really want to hear, but that's kind of the truth. You got to put yourself out there. You got to actually socialize to get rid of that social anxiety. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the truth. And that's the truth for a lot of anxieties and a lot of things in life. Exposure therapy is the most helpful thing, but it's the worst. It's the worst. But I got to tell you it like it is. That's what I'm here for. 
Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the things I said in this episode, the advice I gave in this episode. I hope it was of some value to you, or maybe it wasn't, but whatever. Rate, review, subscribe anyway, and you can email me at perfectlyflawedcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at perfectlyflawedcast. Alrighty, bye bye bye. Oh, 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 oh